Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Bum bum dun 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 dun. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming. This is our Game of Thrones rewatch podcast here on the Penny Bloom podcast, and we are starting another season, season three, episode one today. Valar Dohiris. I am Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, and we're starting season three. We're on like we're on a roll. What? This is this is nuts. And like part of the reason that I've been like, you know, we we debated taking like a week break in between season Mm. two and three. We were like thinking about it in case we just couldn't get around to it. We are, which is cool. Good. We're all set, so we don't Mm. we're not gonna miss a week. But part of the thing I didn't want to break was a streak that we're on for covering a television episode on Monday. We've been oh, doing how long does that go back? Holy Westworld season four. Westworld? What's the lineage there? What is it? What is it? Four, House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. And constant. And then yeah. we hope that there is something at the end of this Game of Thrones watch. Or or we'll we'll, we'll find something to fill in the gap, regardless if there's nothing yeah, new. Right, right. But um oh yeah, we need to keep that going. Every every it's, Monday. It's an impressive streak that we're on right now. Same thing with Friday for movies. Like every Monday and every Friday. Well, Friday goes back even further for movies. Uh um, that's true. Fifty two. Is yeah, that the, on Friday? The first, yeah, the first Friday of twenty twenty two to every Friday yeah. through now, we've had a episode covering a movie. So we're uh T V on Mondays, movies on Fridays, Star Wars and Marvel on Wednesdays, and we're living it up. So uh we're doing oh, we're yeah. doing good, but we are kicking off season three, Velardo Hyrus, uh written by David Benioff and DB Weiss, directed by Daniel Minahan. Interestingly enough, season three, episode one, premiered on March thirty first, twenty thirteen. So oh. three, three, one, wow. one, three. Like ten years ago. Yeah. This was ten years ago? Yeah. Season three was ten years ago. It was a decade ago. Oh my god! Ten years and ten days, basically. Like all, like ten years. Or what's today? Oh, the seventeenth. Okay. Yeah. Hey, happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and I'm actually wearing green. I didn't even mean for that to happen. I'm actually. No, this is green. Sometimes. This is a green hoodie. It doesn't look green on camera, maybe, but uh, it is green. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Cool. But uh, I also thought it was interesting that oh, season ten three years. Season three, episode one, would have aired on three. Three one one three, kind of an insane little coinkadink they had going on there. Whoa! Uh, okay. Wow. Too many stars are aligning. So um, many. Oh, so many. But, uh, but we touched on I, a lot of places here. This is a good yeah, episode. We yeah, we do. I think. I think our our suspicions. Like you know, at the end of last season, I think I was like, "Well, season three, they they should know what they're doing right off the start." You know, it, it should be hitting the ground running, and and we're in full Thrones effect. And I think 
I think we we're in full thrones there. effect. Uh, we are for, there, man. Yeah. We are officially like I know we keep getting to a point where we're like, wow, now we're really in it. But like it just keeps going that way, you know, like it just keeps getting feel, further and further. And that's yeah, it, they they do go above this limit, you know, like that the bar is set here right now and they do go above it. There are episodes like Battle of the Bastards or, you know, like certain events that happen that are like, oh, my God, man, that's insane. But it's just they're like the level of consistency has now reached its like. This is, there. I don't know, yeah. it's, I guess that's more of the, the back half there. of season two, pretty much all the way till the end of mm-hmm. season five. You I think stop. that's the most consistent this show yeah. has ever been. Yeah, like, it doesn't it's, stop. It, it, it is just a constant story, ma- massive story for four seasons. Almost. And we get some huge introductions this this week and characters that end up being like like ride or dies for our main cast for the rest of the show. Yeah. Sande for Daenerys, you got uh, Tormund for Johnny, you got Kyburn for Cersei, who actually starts with the Northern Army, which is interesting. Uh mm. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Man, yeah, some okay. People that last quite a while. Yeah. At least till season eight, you know, a Tormund is the only one that lives all the way through. Uh, Man, it's so crazy to think about just all these people that die. Yeah, um, but it's like the it's like the beginning of the Suicide Squad, uh, James mm-hmm. Gunn Suicide Squad. That fucking uh, that montage where they're going through like the the credit sequences, the song they play. Those are people who died, died. Those are people who died, died. That's a. Oh, I didn't that's... know that was the credit song. I didn't, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, uh, it's what it reminds me of every time I'm watching this. Yeah. I'm like, well, all of these people are dead, uh, which is uh, kind of crazy. There's only a few that make it out, but. Where are we starting? I guess we start beyond the wall. We're starting yes, north uh, because right. that's where this episode kicks off. Uh, immediately following the end of season two, which ended with the three horns blowing and Sam seeing the White Walkers up close and personal, their full force—not their full force, but what he would probably assume has got to be quite a chunk of it. Um, you know, we see shout, we hear shouts and swords clashing uh, while we're in all darkness. It's a black screen. You hear screams and the like and uh all this happens off screen and then we open on this just like kind of beautiful uh time lapse of Mm. like it starts bright and like the sun or like it starts dark and the sun rises and then it gets all engulfed in snow it just starts getting like gray and white to indicate like the white walkers came through and this is kind of there this is what happens you don't see shit when the White Walkers come through. It's 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 a storm, mm. and uh, we see Samwell Tarly trying to run away through a blizzard to in search of safety, and he sees another man of the Night's Watch up ahead. Uh, but soon finds uh, that this man's decapitated, and his head what, is placed in his own hands. What is up, dude? With what's up with the White Walkers? You know, it's like so are they, funny. Are they just think- this menace? Like, are they just they're just straight up menaces? All of them. They're like it's so fucking funny to think about. Like the lead because it had to be the lead white. The whites are so fucking yeah. stupid and brainless. Yeah, you no, know, they're they're just like zombies, basically. You know, like, like to think about the guy, the leader who like screamed in Sam's face, like yeah. cutting off this dude's head, and then being uh-huh. like, all right. Let's no, go he ahead knows. and drop him up. He knows. He's like, all right, I'm going to leave this dude alive. 
we're going to run through and kill everyone in our path. And I'm going to leave one of his brothers with his head cut off in his path that he will run. Like, he, this was, like, I think, like, Send the point of it all. Like, he, yeah. yeah, he's, like, to the guy who will go back and actually tell the tale. You know, like, I, I think, I don't know, they, they do have some consciousness to them. They don't just let Sam go, or they don't do these sort of things if no. they don't want, you know, their presence to yeah, be known. The actual White mm. Walkers themselves. Yeah. They've got goals. They've got they, they've got something going on where they they have an end game. They have an idea. I think I think like this whole time, even even after finishing the show, I've always thought of them as just like the pure evil of the show. You know, just for no reason. They're just evil, just as for evil's sake. You know, it's like we need a bad guy for the show. Um, but I think that's like we only see it that way because. We've only seen them kill, I guess. You know, we've only seen them win, and it's been in a dark way. And, you know, the winter is coming. It's always been seen as a bad way, but that's just because, the, the I don't know, the people in Westeros want to keep their lives, you know? Right. They want to keep their homes. So maybe, maybe I don't know, the White Walkers are very misunderstood. Maybe they have, like, a whole civilization going that we have no remember, idea about. Uh, dude, like, I remember this, the the era of speculation between mm. season seven and eight was just such a special time to be a yeah. fan of game of thrones uh because i remember just like all the fucking like who's gonna end up on the throne and what the fuck is the white walkers deal what are they what what are they who are they and i remember you know everyone being sorely disappointed whenever it was just they were just trying to kill everybody that's all mm. there's nothing that we're gonna explore further with that and frankly, I don't think there needs to be more than that. You know, like I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think that there necessarily needs to be. Uh, if they want to explore that in a different show, fuck yeah, I'm there for it. Uh, right now, I'm perfectly okay accepting them as just a an all encompassing evil. The long, hmm. the long night is their goal is to build their force and take over the world. That's hmm. it. We have no other goal. Uh, yeah. I can see. I mean, it, we've seen nothing other than that before. That's, that's it's just exactly. a, it's just that I guess like in the books, there's a lot more to them than just they're just you know zombies coming out to kill. They're like mm -hmm. there's like so much more to like just the lineage of how they even started in the first place, and it was like Stark blood, and like there's a lot of I don't know a lot of a lot more connections in the books that. That like yeah, no, I've, I'd assume George R. R. Martin just didn't tell them at the end of the show because it's way too complicated and he wants it to end in his last book sort of well, thing. What's, what's really interesting is that the the book equivalent of the Night King, the the Knights King or whatever the mm -hmm. fuck, isn't even really an equivalent. Like he's just nope. There it's is no so leader. different. There like, is no leader of the White Walkers. It's just it's it like that's not a thing. Uh, so, like, I truly think my best idea for a motive from the White Walkers is the Night King wants revenge. They, the children of the forest, turned him into this monster. He wants to wipe out man so that, so that that can't, like, that doesn't happen again to anyone or to him. Like, Why he's just like, did they turn him into the Night King? To take out, uh, it was it was it was in the war between the children of the forest and the first men. They were trying yeah. to, uh, I think they were trying to build a force that would help them, but it backfired. 
if I remember correctly. We will get that explanation expressly here in a couple seasons. Yeah, like I rem- yeah. Season okay, that's right. I guess we're jumping way far ahead, but um, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's a worthy conversation yeah. right now because because of this very action and all the spirals and the designs and like they truly are just a menacing threat being like, yeah, we're going to come, we're coming to end your life. That's so did what the Lord, doing. is it assumed that the Lord Commander came through, killed that whole, killed all those, like, how do they, how do they make it to Sam? Or how um, did, I have the idea that, yeah, that I mean, like, it was a battle. Like, they killed all of, like, it was all of the Night's Watch. Like, basically, like, Castle Black versus... Yeah, Castle Black versus this tiny oh, faction of the army. Uh, damn. Because that, that's what okay. we hear at the beginning. Yeah. The, the swords clashing. And all the of Castle Black out there? Like... Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... Dang, I didn't think about that. I was like, maybe they just sent, like, their, their rangers out or something like that. But, like, they already had their rangers, or some no, of their were... rangers already out. And, well, like, in season two, they were all already beyond the wall. I got, they all left together. Oh, duh. Okay, they went, yeah. Oh, the Crasters. Oh, duh. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what am I thinking? I don't know why I thought there were still, like, some people at, like, chilling at, at Castle Black. No, yeah, um, it's just, uh, that's they, right. Like, yeah. They all left, they all left at the end of season one, and they've been a, a north of the wall the entirety Hello. of season two. Um, okay. Yeah, duh. Um, but man, but this is this is the battle and the series of events that leads Gior to go. Well, we gotta go back. Fuck all this. Uh, we know what's out there. We gotta warn yeah. everybody. I almost I almost chose that for my line. He was like, "Before long, everyone you know will be you know like or before long, literally everyone you know will be dead." Um, I get it was like I think right before the title card of the episode. So yeah. it was like it was a badass line, and they knew you know. Yeah, or you before must winter. Warn everybody of the coming threat. Otherwise, everyone you have ever known will die. Bum, 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 bum. I remember it being like so abrupt and like kind of comedic that like they <laughs> cut straight into the theme song there. Uh, but I loved I loved Ghost coming out to save Sam, yeah, which I thought was like right. he ended up he ends up riding with the Night's Watch anyway. Like I know John let him go, and like they they went wandering and stuff. But Ghost is always coming back to the force of the. Uh, of the Night's Watch, which is kind of mm. cool. Like, he just returns, and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I guess I'll hold it down for you guys. You got a lot of shit going on. Uh, was Ghost there whenever John said his vows to the, like, with Sam at the Godswood? Did Ghost go with him? Ghost like, did go beyond the wall, but then after they get done swearing their vows, and they all, like, hug, and they're like, yeah, 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 Ghost mm-hmm. comes running up with, like, a fucking hand in his mouth, and is like, boop, yeah, some shit's going on out there, guys. It's bad out here. I was gonna say because like maybe he took his vows too. He's he's just a brother right. of the Night's Watch as well, right. you know, um, through and through. And he's like, "Well, John, I I'm sorry. I don't agree with what you're doing here. I got to go back with my brothers. I'm a sworn brother of the Night's Watch, John." Yeah, John, um, I can't sort of I can't thing. fuck with the wildlings you know? right now. I got or, shit to do. Or we got Bran, or not Bran yet. I guess the Three Eyed Raven. No one. Sam needs to be protected in the end, you know, he needs right, to be right. on the council at the end, so he needs to send ghosts to walk back to come and protect him so he doesn't die here, mm-hmm. um, or something. I don't know, uh, I, don't li- I like to connect everything, you know, possibly. No, it's um, a distinct possibility that all these sorts of things, like, specifically Bran, knowing, because I don't think the Three-Eyed Raven can access the future beyond visions, but Three-Eyed, the Three-Eyed Raven, Bran, in the future, can access the past. So he could yeah, be so he is 
So even though he's not the three-eyed raven yet, we could it still could be, be seeing things that he is doing. Yeah. Oh, exactly. that's just so fucked. That's just so, like, fucked. I love it, though. Uh, it's always fun to speculate. <laughs> um, but uh, all the while Jon Snow is being led by Egret and the Lord of Bones, who turns out is just, like, a really normal-looking guy mm-hmm. when he takes off his mask, which I think is so fucking funny. Uh <laughs> they're being ushered into the main wildling camp, uh, and it's not simply an army camp. It's all of wildling society. Uh, they're moving to escape the White Walkers, including all the women and children. And uh, as they enter the camp, John is shocked to see a giant uh, walking on past. And oh, boom. You've never is seen a giant Liam before, Neeson? John Snare. Is it actually Liam Neeson, or does it just look a little bit like him, and then people were like, all right, it's Liam Neeson, it's badass. I do think they, it's not actually Liam Neeson. I think they modeled the facial structure off of Liam Neeson. I think, okay. like, I don't even think that he was there to do it. Like, I think they were just like, fuck it, let's make it look like Liam Neeson, you know? Uh, <laughs> so it's not a fan thing. It, it is, like, in the show, they were like, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, I might be, I might be mistaken there. Maybe it just coincidentally. Like, that's how, that's how I remember movie. it. I remember it as, as like, they took inspiration from Liam Neeson and made him the face of the giant because they wanted a badass face. And, hmm. but I didn't know if that was just, you know. Just no, some, I, someone I made that up. See, I've heard, so. th- I've just heard that for years now. I guess I don't know when the, where the source of that came from, but, uh, regardless, yeah, I loved, I, lo- I almost picked this for my scene, just this whole introduction of John to the wildling camp, all the wildlings throwing shit at John, being like, crow, go back to your home, crow, get the fuck out of here. Uh, and, uh, they keep pelting it with like ice and stones and eager. It's like, guys, fuck off. He's 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 fine. All, all all you crows want to do is be free. All you want is to be like us. And mm. uh John is uh led into the tent of the King Beyond the Wall, Mance Raider. Where the I Lord the of Bones the fake out here too that they do. Oh love like... it. Well, because <laughs> Tormund does have a a, a presence, you know, yeah, it's like undeniable. Well, and there's also the fact that, you know, the Lord of Bones goes yeah, we got we got you one that we thought we thought you might like to question. And Tormund's like, "What would we have to do with a little crow?" And uh, <laughs> I just he's like, "He's the bastard son of Ned Stark." Uh, and mm. he, he's like, "I don't give a fuck." Uh, this this little crow killed Corrin Halfhand. He's like, "Oh, did you? He's killed men twice your size, brothers of mine." What the fuck you got going on that I don't know about? Mm. It's like, uh, you know, my dad always told me it's not the, uh, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh my father always told me all men fall at the same speed. Yeah. I don't know. All men fall down. Big the men, same. big men fall just yeah. as quick as little men or whatever. There you uh, go. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, it's like, okay, John, yeah, you're actually like, that was badass, but then like, I don't know, it's it's answered right back with like, oh, well, actually, I've killed like, uh, I don't know, I, I forget like what he, what he claps back with. Um, yeah, it's like, but it's, uh, oh, oh man, what was it? it? Like, But regardless, uh, John does like the most like kind of embarrassing shit in, I've ever seen in the show, uh, where he kneels <laughs> before Tormund and everyone starts laughing oh, as he calls man. him Grace. He's like, you hear that? You're Grace. You guys better start kneeling every time I fucking fart. <laughs> he's too honorable, John is. You know, he's, he's just so sweet. 
God, John, sometimes you're, you're just too, you read the room. I don't know here. Uh, I guess he doesn't know how it works yet. He's figuring no. it out, but man, yeah, that was rough. That was embarrassing uh, to watch. That's when Mance Raider goes, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Uh, yeah, right, let me save the man. Let me, you can stand yeah, up. Let's, we don't do shit like that here. We don't kneel before anyone above the wall. Figure out Which, if we need to kill you or not. All right, let's this get this is over a with formative, Like this season is the most formative on Jon Snow throughout the entire show. Uh, this, this entire, this entire season forms his morals. What he, like, how he acts the rest of the show is based off of this season. That's why the only thing I have left blank in my favorites is my, is the character. And it's because I, I, my initial pick was John for this reason. Mm. Um, but I am going with this for my favorite scene for sure, actually. Uh, mm. John and, and Manson, just, I guess him just be on the wall entering, you know, this tent. Yeah, no, it's a great choice. And, and eventually it's just, it, you know, he, lays out you know um exactly what you know he's he's very intimidated you know why do you want to join us you know sort of thing and it's like well, i want to be free want to be free and they're Bullshit. like okay I think all right kill me and be a hero of all the right, what's up? let me get my boys to come in a little bit more let me let them raise their axes a bit let's scare you why the fuck you want to join us john snow and then he's I like all right i saw what took him oh i love like it's it doesn't earn the performance for the episode but like Kit Harrington, like I don't know, he oh, just good. he did so good here, Coming and like yeah, he's like I saw Craster leave a baby out for the White Walkers, and and that was that was bad, you know, I hate that. Um, and then, but but the part that really gets to him is that the fact that it was just already known before, and nothing was being done about it. The Lord Commander knew and, what was going on, and yeah. right when he says that, yeah, Mance Rider was like. That's fair. That well, sounds like yeah, reason. Like, yeah. uh, and that's when John delivers what is my line because my favorite line of the episode because it is the thesis for John throughout the mm-hmm. entire rest of the show. Yes, uh, it is. I want to fight for the side who fights for the living. Oh. Uh, that's that is John's mission through the next five fucking seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was he was bred to be like uh, I think Mance Raider even asks him like uh, well, um, like what was your position in Castle Black and he was like well I was you know I was being re- or raised to be a leader and he's like well now look at you you know the traitor you know tra- you're you're I'm a traitor here traitor and he's like too. and they're like oh okay Ooh, well, I okay let's go here but I don't know it's it's very they're like. He's maybe like the leadership role just wasn't the the Night's Watch or right now. Like he is getting his leadership experience through this, you know, with the, with yeah. the king of the free folk. You know, he like right. Um, and that's I don't know. That's what I called the scene is just John joining the free folk. Um, is that is that the correct way to refer to the free yeah, folk? Yeah, they, they call themselves the free folk. Yeah, not the wildlings is like the. The southern kind of, term for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. So, the free folk, yeah. That's that's what I put. I, I don't know. Free folk. I love this scene. Like, I just, anything with John. John Whatever. is, like, my favorite character to watch in the, like, throughout the rewatch oh, just for it's so good. It's the so lineage good. and everything. Yeah, it's like, um. Well, and I love, uh, I love the actor who's playing Mance Raider. Uh, he's one of, uh, he's a great character actor. Uh, let's see. What's, uh, what's hmm. his name? I can never remember it. Um, it is 
Sierran Hines. Uh, yeah, he, he plays he plays Steppenwolf in the Justice League movies. Yo, uh, the, kind of, uh, the ever changing armor and stuff. Yeah, really. Yeah, the vo- the vo- okay. Wow, I the voice. I I hear that now a mm-hmm. little bit. Like I hear okay because I don't I don't see I don't really see yeah. him in Steppenwolf. I don't think he, I don't think he was modeled now. after Steppenwolf. I don't know, but uh, I hear I hear him now. Now that I'm listening yeah. to him, yeah. We got a vibe. Wow. We got a vibe for sure. But That's uh, sick. yeah, it's uh, it was a great scene, great introduction. I loved when Egret left the tent and Mance was like, "Oh, she likes you. You like her too, don't you? Is that why you want? Is that why you want? That's join? why you want to join, huh? Yeah, you yeah. okay? I see what you're doing now, Jon Snow. Yeah, but yeah. no, he's but for a bigger purpose. Yeah. John's bigger than that. But if he can, yeah, I'll fuck Egret. Uh, You'll partake. Uh, I will partake. What you did with your tongue? I don't know. I just did what felt right. Uh, but uh, Mance is uh, Mance is very satisfied with John's answer, and is like, "All right, we're gonna have to get you a new cloak, though. Uh, you got yeah. to take that black shit off." Uh, but that concludes the storyline beyond the wall, and we uh, we take it to King's Landing after that, where Joffrey Baratheon's forces stand victorious after the Battle of Blackwater and House Lannister's new allies. Uh, House Tyrell begin to settle in the capital, and Tywin is, uh, you know, here here before long. He greets Tyrion when Tyrion joins him to s- sits down with him. But before that, uh, Tyrion and Cersei's conversation mm. in his chambers, fucking fantastic scene. Any scene oh, yeah. where Lena Headey and Peter Dinklage are acting off of each other is going to be fucking brilliant. Uh, the fact that he's like so afraid to even let her in, you know, he's like yeah. through the door. He's like, yo, like, uh, you, what do you want? Act. You know, like, yeah, what, what's up? And she's like, hey, if I really wanted to kill you, you think a wooden door would stop me? You know, like, I, like their back and forth is just so good. They're too um, good, man. They are. Um, and, uh, the way Tyrion, like, he, he, he's like, oh, all this time and father still hasn't come to see me. And Cersei's like, fuck off. I don't give a fuck. Uh, and again, I almost went with Lena Hetty for the performance just because she's, I think if there's anyone who has such a firm grasp on the character, like there are very few people who have as firm a grasp on their character as Lena Headey does on Cersei. Like she plays that with such effortless. He's going to dominate so many episodes later on. Like it's, it's nuts where she goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's nuts that like she's getting so many now, but like knowing where her character, like it's going to be actually difficult to pick later on like now that i think about it like because i don't know maybe like one episode hopefully a character will just dominate and it'll be easy but like at that point you have have everyone owning their character yeah like ooh, i don't want to think about it we're in we're in i don't know it's easy right now i guess not really it's still hard but um it'll only get more difficult the uh but the little the little conversation outside the door is one of my favorites as well when uh you got uh Podrick and Braun rolling up and he's like, Podrick, I'd like you to meet Sir Terran Mant and his who's it, what's it? And uh the guy goes, Sir Marin Trant. He's like, Okay, sure. Uh I'm Sir Braun of the Blackwater, and he's like, You're no knight. And Podrick's like, the king dubbed him a knight himself. Like uh, and I love that's a little update between seasons because after the Battle of Blackwater Bay, he gets we, he was not Sir Braun of the Blackwater before. That's right. Is, we didn't get a now Sir Braun of the Blackwater. Uh, well, I guess 
it, we get to see Joffrey name Tyrion, Tywin, or Tywin the yeah, yeah. savior in the hand. So I guess, yeah, it just, it just would have happened. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, okay. So he, he was a knight, made a knight in front of everyone, but, but people are like, uh, you're like, not a knight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I see. And he's like, uh, I like the way he's like, I was, he, he tells Marin Trent, like, oh, yeah. You like being a knight about as much as you like beating little girls, huh? Okay. Hey, yes, yeah, Bron coming in with the heat, God. you know, God. um, ready to God. kill his ass too. Like they were yeah, about hands to on fight. the daggers. Oh yeah, right then. he's ready. You know, whenever he's got his hands behind his back, you know, you you, I don't know. That's that's I don't want to. I, I never Bron. Yeah, if I'm with Bron, I want to see his hands at all times. <laughs> right. Um, Never put your hands but, behind your back, homie. Man, we always get teased with like these these powerhouse battles that could happen, you know, yeah. like these Western standoff, you know, sort of things. It's it's kind of yeah, it's 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 basically just the Western standoff in, of Game of Thrones, you know. Bah, bah, it's it's bah, Cad Bane versus versus Boba Fett. It's yeah, right, it's, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's all it's all all the same stuff, just different flavor. Um, no, I love it. I love okay. it, but. Uh... Yeah, Cersei walks out, and that's that's kind of the end of that. But after that, Tyrion goes to sit in front of Tywin in his office and comments on how good he looks wearing the pen. Doesn't look nearly as good as he did, though. Um, and this is the letter I was talking about. <gasps> Actually? Yeah. Do we get a seat? Is it shown what is written few, on it? You get a few words, and it says, ah. uh, it says something about how someone will be rewarded for their hunt. Uh, we are tempting the wolves. Uh, we are like, there's, there's a lot of, it's code. Like it's, okay. it's coded. Like go ahead. And... He's a Nazi. It literally is like, they're, it's, I don't know. They're doing like the, 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 I guess it's just war. It's smart, but I don't know. It's the imagery. They're probably putting him as more of like the, that type, I guess, you know, right. uh, cause, cause I don't know, I guess does. Because Rob is outside of oh no, because they're not at Harrenhal. That's no, right. he's they back in King's Landing. So now. yeah, so what does he mean by they're poking like they're like they're testing? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wonder what he. I don't know. I'm trying just to break down like what the code, what he could mean by that. Yeah, no, I freeze. Poking. I froze frame a couple shots, and I was like, look, I was trying to read it, and they don't give you nearly enough to read entire so sentences, it's, oh, okay. bits and pieces. But it's in regards to the wolves and how they're drawing them out of the forest and how they, someone will be rewarded for their hunt. Um, uh, okay. Could just yeah. mean if you kill, yeah, if I think you kill the Stark. Saying like, wow, that could be that could be it right there. Actually, like, yeah, do it. Like, yeah. Wow, was it that simple? Like, was it just if you kill them, you'll be rewarded, and then. Walter Frey and Bolton took it upon themselves to like find out the way to like was it Tywin that came up with the brutal way to get rid of you know like who came up with the the actual, the, the actual method? No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's I do want to bet that that Bruce and Frey on their own. That's a Bruce um, thing. That that's a Bolton fucking yeah orchestration Bolton there. Uh, I feel like that. I feel like Tywin maybe just said. Do if it. you kill him, you'll be rewarded. And then Bolton and with the, yeah, that makes sense. The well, because, twisted nature of Frey and Bolton together, 
like right yeah. now the lord of the riverlands is like you know the way um ned stark was the warden of the north and you got like the the stormlands are held by the baratheons the riverlands are held by the tullys catlin's family and their rival f- family is the fray the phrase um mm. so that's what they're rewarded with uh. is walder becomes the lord of the riverlands uh, instead of the Tullys. Like, they are the seat of that Tullys entire region. Dang, man. What a skin- scheming little Nibbing rodent. Little well, Arya eventually gets him and bakes his yeah. into a pie. Arya eventually gets stuff. a lot of motherfuckers. Uh, like, yeah, so I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm oh, there's some things that I cannot wait oh, to get no back Hodor's. to. No Hodor's. Fuck. No Hodor's. Not even a Hodor appearance. Yeah, no, nothing. Uh, no Arya appearance Hodor. either. So no yeah, kill yeah. store man whatever uh, we'll get That's there right. in the right, Valar we'll in in the tit, the episode of Valar you know we hear Valar Morghulis from Arya and that's where we hear it you know and that's the episode well, Valar Morghulis all men must die but yeah. Valar Dohiris is all men must serve that makes so, more sense for John maybe, or, yeah John I was even thinking like uh the conversation Tywin and Tyrion have right here like Tywin's like yeah I'm never going to give you. Uh, I'm never going to give you Casterly Rock, but you'll serve the family's legacy in the way that I see fit. Yeah, Um, Yeah. it is just kind of every. Actually, it's just kind of everyone. Yeah, it all it it, it fits. It fits for everybody. Uh, Hmm. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Hmm. this comes as a shock to Tyrion because you know Jaime gave up his right to inherit once he joined the Kingsguard and. He is rightfully the next in line for succession, but uh, he's like, I don't give a fuck, man. Uh, you killed your mom, and I've had to throw the lion on you because I can't prove you're not mine. That's an interesting line yes, right there. And that was and the sort of a lot, whoa, a lot like, of theory. Because yes. I, I, I think in, I don't know if it was the season finale of episode two, or it was one episode in season two where I'm like, yo, Tyrion might be a Targaryen. You know, or he might be not not necessarily maybe a Targaryen, but like uh, a protected child like John. You know, and and Tywin had to you swear said this a secret. Um, oh, that's right. I think. Well, I think I said it maybe of or or that I feel like I had a theory on Varys that he was a Targaryen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like did I not mention one on Tyrion that well, he was but, like a, a, did a, at some a point. that's it's a pretty long standing theory that like when it came to season eight again we're go, we're gonna go yeah. back to the theories going into season yeah. eight a lot that it would be Daenerys riding uh uh Drogon mm-hmm. uh, the three heads of the Jon dragon riding Rhaegal and Tyrion riding Viserion you know like that was that was the theory um or going into I, season seven even. I mean that's the thing is that I don't know he's he does not have the Lannister hair at all, you know, like, and hair is very, a very strong thing in Game of Thrones, you know, like he, his hair is not Lannister and certainly not Targaryen and, though either. And yeah. And so it's, it's some, something and it, it would make sense if, if like, uh, Tywin was put in the same situation that Ned was put in with Jon. Um, and that he had to say that this was his son, but it's really not. Um, and it's, it's some import, you know, it's some, it's a Stark, wait, Stark and Lannis, Stark and Targaryen, Stark, how would that hair work? I'm trying to think. Um, well, John, 
Could he have Stark blood and Targaryen blood? Well, uh, but who would that even be? Yeah, no, yeah, that's who would the thing. Even that, like that? Yeah, whoever like, it okay. is, regardless, what's really important is what family the mother of Jamie, Cersei, and Tyrion belonged to before she married into the Lannisters. What was she prior to being a Lannister? You know, uh, who was who was Tywin Lannister's wife, and uh, what family did she come from prior? Let's see. Um, Tywin, where's Tywin? There you are, Joanna. He came from Jason. It's what Jason? That's all you're gonna give me? St- uh, Wow. Okay. Well, not very detailed, I guess. Back that, back that far, but um. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know. It, it really seems that that uh, like that line of I've I've never I guess thought of that line before. But like Tywin saying that like I can't prove that you're not mine. Like that. That's either just that he's so pissed that he actually killed his wife and that he just i don't know like what is he is there any situation where like Tyrion is tywin's kid like why does he say that if it's the fact that his wife gave birth to his child gave birth to this child and died in the process so is it just he doesn't want to believe that it's his kid yeah he doesn't want to believe that this is his child he'd rather believe that his wife cheated on him okay that okay yeah so I can't prove... Okay, I see. That makes sense. So there is a... Okay. So he does maybe believe that there is a possibility that it is his kid, but he's just in denial. Like, he's just... Okay. That mm. makes more sense. And also, it appears that Joanna Lannister came from the Lannisters. Um, oh. And was a cousin or something. But who does she cheat on? Or who was the other lover? That came in and, you know, that, that would be the interesting thing, I think, would be the, the person who came in and that's not Tywin. So who impregnated her? Um, yeah, that would, that would be the speculation. And there's, so it's, there's it's really Lannister no blood talent. for sure. So it's, he's half Lannister, but it's not Tywin's be, blood, maybe. Yeah. If, if, um, if there's any, if there was anything that would make him not, uh, full Lannister would be whoever banged his mom. And there's no real. He's telling like him. the same. Who's who's he like the same age as? Like who oh. would, who who could be his father? Could Rhaegar actually have gone around fucked a Stark, fucked a Lannister, <laughs> fucked it? like actually? You know, like is that is that like? I don't know. I don't want to. You know the Lyanna like. Uh, is that's a like lot a more love loving thing, story, so, and I want to believe yeah. that that they're like just cool with yeah, that. It's definitely though, like that's my. So I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. I think he's a Lannister. I think he's a Lannister through and through, and I think his mm-hmm. hair color evolving from blonde to brown is more of a symbol of him getting further and further away from being a Lannister at, at heart. Hmm. Uh, being being with because Jamie's hair gets darker and darker throughout the show too. Because that's true. That, like okay. I think it's just a I think it's just to show how far away they just get from those family cue. values. Um, That's true. Yeah, I think it's less. It's they they get kind of picky and choosy with the way they want to portray hair color. You know, um, 
So uh, I think I think that's more than anything what what's going on there. However, it is fun to speculate. Uh, could even shit. I don't know. What if he's uh, uh what if he's in the, in the books? His hair is described as almost white. In the books, Tyrion's a little like he's not. He doesn't look where. Oh, he's Tyrion. very yeah, books. very very. Demented. Like the whole the illusion in this episode where Cersei says, They said you'd lost your nose. He loses his nose in the books. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that. That's but like, like that's... but he, the haircut, like that, I, I didn't really remember that it was described as almost white. That's a, that's interesting in yeah. the books. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll get there in season eight, you know, eventually. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get back to all the speculations we want to make. We want yeah, we a lot uh, to cover <laughs> until uh, then. Um, regardless, uh, Tywin is obstinately maintaining that his belief uh, that Tyrion is a whoremongering, drunken, ill-made, spiteful little creature, and that he is lying about all of his accomplishments out of envy. And Tywin is particularly insulted that Tyrion brought his mistress to the capital when Tywin explicitly told him not to. And before he can leave, he says that the next whore he brings into his bed, he will hang. And I loved the way Tyrion just like turned out of the room before he even finished speaking. Like I like either one of them could have won a performance nod in this episode too. Like the, the performances in this episode were absurdly good. Dude. One of them will. Um, and I'll give it to Charles Dance this time, uh, for, for Tywin. And it's, man, I, I hate, I hate to do it because he's just playing such a, a dick role and just a dick father figure. Um, but he knows how to like portray power and portray like just the war strategist. Like he is, he is Tywin Lannister, like, like through and through. Uh, and this episode, I don't know, it just, it really shows, um, how he thinks of Tyrion. And whenever he's getting that, like, emotional, he, like, he kind of chokes up a little bit whenever he, like, is talking about, um, like, losing, you know, when you, when you killed your mother, whenever you brought, I, I forgot, I, I don't know, I feel like he choked up on something else, but, like, it was just, it was really, um, oh, maybe about, like, giving him, not choking up, but more of, like, I can't believe you actually think I would give you Casterly Rock yeah. sort of thing. Like you well, think I would also, disgrace the family legacy that much, you know, sort of thing. And I was like, I think oh, you could God. name uh, something in the realm of choking up when he mentions that. And I have to pin the lion. Like uh, you get the Lannister name, like my father and his father before him, you know, like he's getting all like, that's what it was. Like you're that's a disgrace right. to our name. And I can't fucking stand you. Like it's, it's ridiculous that this is even in question. Um, uh. Man, and the, yeah, no, he did the scene fantastic. is shot so good too. Like the oh, the light that's like coming through the window and like hitting his face and, all the and like trinkets sort of and bobbles on the oh, desk. My God. Kind of and he's them. he's wha like wha melted the wax and put this the seal in it. And they like, put a lot of emphasis like, on that note. By the way, on you're that right, man. Now that I think, yeah, wow. I, um, hmm, that's an important note right there. But he he's always shown doing something. He's always doing something. He's, he's always gutting, he's always multitasking. Yeah, gutting the stag. He's freaking. I don't know. He's just doing something cool. Well, uh, and it's like I think it's to portray that this character as he is is just. Uh, he's just this not talented necessarily, but he can't be bothered by the by what anyone has to say he has his mm. own shit going on anyone else bringing mm. something to the table is an afterthought to him 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, yeah, you're I right. Fuck. I don't give a fuck. Because he's like, I, he's like, I got seven kingdoms to protect, and uh, three of them are in open rebellion. What the fuck do you want, Tyrion? You know, he's like, oh, you did just uh, actually do all this cool shit, and I didn't come visit you uh, down in your your room whenever you know you were all scarred and wounded and stuff. Mace well, Pytel assured me that your injuries were not fatal, and like, he's like, oh, okay, thanks, Dad. Uh, cool. All I want is, you know, maybe like a little thank you, maybe. That's it. Uh, but, I mean, he does he does ask for Castle Rock. Um, so, you know, I guess he, he maybe overstepped, you, you know, so maybe a little bit more. But but I guess at first he was asking, like, just for a little gratitude at first. Like, you know, yeah. that that's the part that he was like, he actually, like, Tyrion kind of broke up about. He was thanked. like, yeah. yeah, he just, that's that's all he wants from, he his, wants his, from his father. Be, he wants yeah. his dad to be proud of him. Yeah, like, he's like, it. I did something good. Finally, that there's there's literally no fucking way you could possibly think I didn't do good at it. Like I did fucking great out here. For the love of God, acknowledge that. Mm, you know, and yeah. then this whole this whole conversation is just to go back that no matter what Tyrion does, he will never earn Tywin's approval. Like mm-hmm. there's there's nothing he can do that will make Tywin not resent him. And I think it's a good way to kind of put on display uh the sibling dynamic between uh, Cersei, Jaime, and Tyrion, how Cersei very clearly takes after her father in pretty much oh, yeah. every single capacity. He, she also blames Tyrion for the death of their mother. I'm sure she's heard that from her dad for a very long time. Uh, and Jaime doesn't. You know, Jaime's like, it's not his fucking fault. That's not, that's not reasonable at all. Like, that's fucking stupid. So I'd assume he takes a little bit more after their mom. And like, uh, there's, there's kind of a balance there that I think is pretty interesting. But, uh, because Jamie, like the only, the only child who I think is not a disappointment in Tywin's eyes is Cersei. And it's disappointing that she's a woman. Dang. He's like, I wish you were, a, I wish you were a man. Yeah. Man. And Cersei wishes it too. She literally yeah. said it last season. Yeah. Um, I wish I were and, born a man. And it's like, that's, I don't know. That's why the show is just so good. And like, you, and it, it sucks that these problems are present, but it just makes for so, like, such good storytelling. It's great you know? TV. Man. Like, it's, it it's great like, TV. um, no, no, it makes you realize, like, uh, these problems are present and they are problems. You see them as problems. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's still, you know, even though it's bad and you don't want it to be there, it's it's important to see it in a bad light. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Media, so, um, yeah, but man, they, uh, yeah, that scene that I he just I don't know I, I I was going back and forth for performance and and because uh, there's there's a couple others in this episode that I mean they I don't know there's there's one other that I think it definitely does I don't know he goes goes kind of hard but but I, yeah, I love I went a little out of left field I'm not sure if you'll feel the same way about it but uh. I, hmm. I loved the performance I picked, and it was it wasn't a no brainer, but like hmm. we'll, we'll get there before long. But uh, regardless, I loved the next scene as well, where Tyrion is fuming about the situation to Bronn, and Bronn's like, "Well, you know, I'm a knight now, um, and I'm Sir Bronn of the Blackwater. I don't possess any lands, wealth, or titles. Um, it does drastically elevate my social standing, though. So you need to pay me double." And Tyrion's like, "I don't even know what the fuck I'm paying you right now," and he's like, "That means you can afford it." Uh, oh, they're so good. I love oh, them. Just dude. So good. Uh, they make each other better. You know, they just they they, they build off each other so well. Um, God, it's so that dude gets a castle. 
at the end, you know? Man, what? Yeah. look at that. From a sword just to defend Tyrion. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll defend Tyrion up in the veil. Sword, the master of coin, he's like, bro. Yeah, he's like, I'll defend Tyrion up in the veil. You know, he's like, sure, no one's going to defend this this, this guy. Yeah, I'll do it. And then the from that moment on, forever. oh, master of coin at the end of it. Wow. Like, <laughs> Ron, what a guy. What a what guy. A, what a king. A king. Uh, uh but all the while, uh, Joffrey is riding back from the Great Sept of Baylor in a heavily guarded palanquin and is interrupted when his betrothed, Lady Marjorie Tyrell, stops the procession in Flea Bottom unexpectedly. Hell yeah, Hell yeah Marjorie. Uh, that's, this is my character for the episode. I chose, oh, I chose Marjorie for my favorite character. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, cause, uh, just, she's, you can tell that she is a good person and she actually, wants to do this but it's not just that it's she it's for show too game. oh yeah, yeah she's it's playing both. the game it's a little bit of both for yeah, sure she's gaining she's gaining the favor of um, the people so that people act like and by extension she's improving the image of joffrey you know like she's like mm-hmm. yeah a, a like an unhappy kingdom does not do well so like if the, if she can support the if she can support the lowest of, of lowly citizens and and flea bottom she, you know, she arrives at the orphanage, interacting with the children and giving mm-hmm. them bread and toys, and telling the people running the orphanage that if they need anything, you come to me directly to me. But anything else? Uh, because, and that's that's the part that makes me go. She actually wants to help. Yeah, she knows that if it goes to anyone else, it won't get done. Yeah, the uh, show part was her walking up slowly. Her not being intimidated by the guy, her yeah. stopping before the like puddle of shit water, yeah, on purpose to stop. She knows what it is, and then she go. She makes it known. I have others. You know, that's the stuff that's for show. Yeah. But once she's actually in there talking to the kid, you know, talking to the kids, you know, themselves, like all the stories, like, no, your father fought bravely for the city. You know, like don't think of it like that. That he's gone. Like think he he was so brave and. And he, you know, he protected us and, and everything. It's like, wow, like this is this is what you want out of a queen, you know? Like this is a queen right here. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's that, that's that's a, a a really good character pick there. I didn't even I didn't even think of of her. Sadly, yeah, like I, just, for, I, I love her in this here, episode. But man, it's, yeah, it's a lot going on here. And uh, and furthermore, even after this scene, because that that was obviously like the the good stuff about her. But that evening. Going uh, back to the the dinner with Joffrey and Cersei and with her brother Loras, uh, you know, and she she admonishes uh, uh, the the dress that Cersei's wearing, the intricate uh, metalwork, and she's never seen anything like it. And Cersei's like, "You look cold. Put on some more clothes." She's a little jealous, I think, or something. I don't know. Or she just she just doesn't want like. Like, doesn't she want Joffrey to marry her? Like, she wants this alliance, right? She wants like, the alliance. There's a big, there's a great balance here in Cersei's thought process for my money. Uh, in that she doesn't want to give up the power she holds as queen. She is queen regent right now, and if a different queen ascends, then she's no longer queen. She's just queen mother at that point. Uh, I see. So, so like she. It, there's there's a lot going on here that's just behind like on a personal note cersei does not want this for the family standing and for the, like just the good being of their reign it it does uh, make sense to align with okay. ter- the Tyrells. 
that's kind of sick. You know, you have Marjorie, like, although she's very exposed, I don't mean as just, like, exposed just because she's showing off, like, her cleavage, but, like, exposed as in, like, no no protection, no armor. While Cersei's mm-hmm. literally wearing armor yeah, she, at yeah. a dinner with her family, yeah. you know, like, to protect her neck. She's wearing armor around her neck and, and her chest and, like, her belly. Like, it's, like... Why do you need armor, you know, there? So, like, she just doesn't, she trust, doesn't trust anybody. She doesn't trust anyone. While Marjorie is just, that that's that's her thing, is that it's, she might not trust everybody in her own mind, but she shows that she trusts everybody. Right. Um, and that's how she plays, you know, that's how she plays her game. Um, and, man, oh, now, the more I'm talking about her, the more it's, like, Marjorie's a good character this damn, week. No, like, yeah. it, it was a really, and she only had a couple scenes, but those scenes mm-hmm. were fucking strong. Yeah, uh, yeah they are. Um, but, but man, uh, that dinner, yeah, I didn't think about it. why wear armor to a dinner, you know, mm-hmm. with your son and well, and then Joffrey fucking flames her ass is like, uh, in her old age, she grows increasingly naive and, uh, Joffrey and, just hates women. Like, it's oh, so dude, sad. It's like a piece of shit, man. Uh, it's just, it's hard to watch. Like, uh, okay. All right. Um, fuck this essentially. Uh, since Cersei only really knows how to rule through like fear and Marjorie knows how to win the love of the people she rules, you know, like Cersei can get the fear. Marjorie can get the love and it's like, uh, you know, which, which ends up weighing more. Well, it's the person who's willing to blow up an entire, blow up the, and kill all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, Marjorie did win. Sure. When you look at it as like in the eyes of the people and, and, uh, of who you would actually want to be queen there. But but who was actually up living at the end of it? Who ascended um, to be the first queen of the Seven Kingdoms? In the history books, Marjorie sadly won't be there, but Cersei will. Well, maybe not now. Maybe they just wipe that, actually. So she uh, won't be there, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, I feel like Bran, Bran might be a little bit more honorable than that, you know? He, might he cares like, about all time. He, yeah, he doesn't history, belong to you know? any house now. So he actually Sam doesn't. Yeah. Like yeah. They'll, they'll take that down, I think. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll remind they'll want to remember the bad. Yeah, yeah they'll be like, no, the ma- oh, what do they call her? What do they call Cersei? Probably the Mad Queen. That's sick. The Mad King followed by the Mad Queen. You know, only only the only gap was the husband that that linked huh. the two. Or I don't know. You know, wow, that's that's kind of sick. I want man. I just need the sequel. I don't know. I just need the the continuation yeah, the story of the story, going, man. man. Like, uh, maybe one day, maybe one day. But uh, regardless, uh, after this, we see Sansa and Shay sitting on the docks, watching the ship the ships arrive and depart uh, uh, from the port. And Sansa wants to play a game about making up the stories about where the ships are headed, and she's got all these fun theories and fun ideas. And Shay's like, "No, I don't want to play. I know exactly where that ship is going based off of." the the ship itself i've seen it i've been on one i know where it's going uh and sansa's like you fucking suck dude oh my god yeah what the fuck dude i'm I'm trying trying to have some fucking fun damn i'm sad and like i I don't belong here this place sucks i'm just trying to imagine a place somewhere else and man the truth sucks (laughs) you know like i I don't know that that line was almost my favorite where she's like uh why do you why do you make up these stories she's like because the truth is either terrible or boring and it really, it really is. is. It usually is. Um, and that, that is the truth. And I love that, like, the... Well, I guess this is after. Um, 
Baelish comes up to her and everything, but like she's just looking out into the ocean and the transition to the next scene. Like they're all like, yeah, the truth sucks and it's boring and whatever. And they're all like going off and then it transitions to like Daenerys's dragons flying over the ocean. And you know, it's like, so Sansa's just kind of like, I don't know. She's the only one who's out there. Yeah. Kind of out there with them. And eventually, um, they do fight together for a little bit. Um, they have, they she against of one dragon too. Um, have some beef. It's like a both. So yeah, it's like yeah. Um, Without them though, uh, no, yeah, not for sure. Survive as long, but uh, oh no, I love I love that transition. Uh, I did too. Uh, Peter uh, arrives there to speak with Sansa thereafter, and she displays you know an an eagerness to get her the fuck out of there. And he's like, "Well, we will. I'll let you know when I leave the capital next by sea, and you'll have to be ready on a moment's notice." Uh, finger, oh little finger. Does he? This is his main objective, right? I'd assume that he's he's like he needs to get out of the city, and that he's going, and, and that he has some main objective. I have some other mission that requires me to leave. I guess you know, but I think like what he really wants to do in his like for himself is to act like he's on some greater mission, protect Sansa, show her that he is a protector, and, like, swoo her and win her over. You know, Mm -hmm. so he's, like, saying, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to take you. I might be able to. You know, like, uh, just, uh, don't don't plan, you know, so he's, like, he's, like, wording it that way, but he, he, like, is already full planning on, like, I don't know. Am I, like, I guess I um, I don't really remember what happens with him. Like further on, so I don't know if I'm just way off. Um, he does not. end up stowing her away on a ship at some point. Uh, after mm-hmm. the death of Joffrey, uh, like she escapes from that event with Dantos and runs straight to his ship, and that's uh, so he doesn't. He's not like leaving King's Landing like right now. He's not pressed to leave or something like that. I thought he was like he says that he has to like get out of here or something like that. No, he says he says that he has no eagerness to leave. He's like. I don't know oh. when I'll I don't know when I'll leave next, but when I do, you have to be ready. I see now. Cuz I thought he said he has some like I thought he said he had some something Pressing to do. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe he, well, there's also the fact that he he only plans to stow her away by sea, so maybe he has somewhere to go that's not by sea. Um like maybe he has somewhere to go that's by fucking the king's Yeah, cuz he says whenever I set off for sale you must be ready to leave at a moment's notice. So I guess, so I guess it might just be like I'm. I don't know when I'm going to leave, but whenever I do, I will set sail, and you must. Oh, be ready and that's to clearly leave. bullshit. Because Littlefinger knows what he's doing. He's not. He doesn't do things randomly. Yeah. Yeah. He knows when his next trip will be. He knows when he's leaving next. Uh. And regardless of if it, if he truly means the next time he leaves, because that's a possibility too. Like. He could leave by ship and just not tell her, like, and then come back and, like, he's just playing his cards close to the vest. He's not telling her everything. Mm. Tells her that he's seen Arya, but doesn't tell her that he's seen Arya. And your sister, Arya's alive, and he just, like, looks out over the water, and it's like, God, you piece of shit. Uh, Wow. Yeah. I guess, like, what what would he say there? He's like, well, I saw her with Tywin Lannister. Yeah, no, he wouldn't say shit. Yeah, like, he's like, well, thanks. yes, but I actually don't know because she could very well be dead now. Like, yeah. maybe that's why he actually just stayed quiet because if he told the truth, 
it'd be more well, yeah, worrisome like for Sansa than than Aki. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like but, he's he's keeping it close to the chest, so it makes her trust him more. That's yeah. all. I'm not uh, trying to defend him. Also, he's doing it for his gain, you know, no, yeah, completely to win her over. So, like, that's that is the whole point. But like, uh, the truth also sucks. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> so you go. it's terrible. It's boring. It's terrible and boring, and often sucks. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, but uh, uh, meanwhile, Roz is talking to Shay over there, who seems to be acting as Littlefinger's aide in his affairs now, not just uh, the maiden at his brothel, uh, and she reminisces about the day Sansa was born when all the bells in Winterfell were rung in celebration from dusk till dawn and she asked Shay to look out for Sansa and she's like I will and she's like no look out for her with him uh, oh yeah she works for Varys now yeah she, she's getting that double salary right now uh, she's getting paid even from- if she wasn't working for someone else she knows Littlefinger fucking and, sucks yeah no she she is She's work. I feel like she she wants to work for Varys because like Varys isn't actually a dick compared to Littlefinger, and like Littlefinger just actually sucks and makes Roz do horrible things and like you know. But now I like, whatever. But like I think like she's just working for Littlefinger still just to get the money from him, like just to get like just to suck all the money from him and then like also like she's, report she's back working for to Varys. Yeah, that's why is she spying yeah. on Littlefinger for Varys? Yeah. Uh, like it's so he it's she doesn't have a direct line. It's to her perfect. Hand. Yeah, it's like it's a perfect yeah. de- like a perfect position for her. She can keep getting paid from Littlefinger and just spy mm-hmm. on him at the same time and like just take I don't know like not perfect um, combo, perfect combo going on. Doesn't pay off for long. Um, I know that's sad. So we we gotta we gotta let her let her you know because she's she's. I don't know. Her rise is very strong, so let's let's give her her flowers while while you know oh, we can. can't give them yeah, to her. She's dope. She's dope. Um, you know, they even say it like pretty cool where we're at. We've come a long way from where we started, and uh, it's like Shay's like, yeah, I fucking guess. Um, whatever, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of really disappointed with yeah. the way things are going, but sure. Um, yeah, Shay's not. I guess Roz is doing a little better. You know, yeah. Uh, he's got to live in secret and doing yeah. all this stuff. Like it's just, it's just not the, it's just not the same life they're leading. But uh, regardless, uh, that kind of concludes the story in King's Landing because uh, next we're on the shore, off the shores of King's Landing, where Davos Seaworth is rescued ah. from the sea by Salador San after being uh, thrown overboard by wildfire by a wildfire blast. Um. I loved the scene where he waves down the ship and then they come up and he's, you know, he's asked, like, asked, yeah, what, what king do you serve? And he's like, the one true king of Westeros. It's like, I got a, I got a 20% it's chance like, of living here. It's like, there's five kings right now, or I don't know how many that are going for. He's, he's like, like, I might as well just stay loyal, you well, know? Yep. I'm a loyal man. The true Stannis king stand as Baratheon. And there he's like, Stannis Baratheon. He's and, like, uh, and then, like, uh, oh, yeah, all right, I bet. Uh, <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Uh, yeah. Whew. That's a, that's a relief, you know. Yeah. That's, that's a scary interaction. No, but uh, this 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 series of scenes, because after this we'll go to uh, Dragonstone, uh, earns Liam Cunningham as Davos my performance nod. Um, oh, no. Yeah, not off left field. This was the, the guy who I was thinking of. For okay, the cool. Like, cool. he actually yeah. had to, like... like 
be in all the ma- you know the makeup and like actually like, and then like the no like every the scene once in a while there's a performance and a show where it's just so believable that I actually end up getting taken out and thinking like wow this is just a guy acting right now you know like uh whenever he's standing there like waving down the ship and he's covered in like the the blisters from the from the wild fl- wildfire and the sun presumably mm-hmm. and uh he's like the 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 loss he feels for the death of his son and the way he talks to uh Salador in a second i'm just like god damn this guy's and good at what he does the way like, he uh, like wakes up and the shot is like of his hand and all of his yeah. all of his like fingers are gone now right like or was it just like cuz like it looked like it looked like all of them were gone now or i don't know maybe it was just like it was so blurred that you couldn't these really four, see these four these four have always been gone though I'm oh really i thought it was just his pinky and he cut off like all four. I think he cut all four of his fingers off. Oh, I thought he cut off his finger. pinky and his ring finger. Maybe I don't know. Why do I? I don't know why I'm maybe thinking about that, but but I don't know. The shot was just beautiful. Like it was just like the good looking shot. And then, well, like, then when it he takes off his shirt, we get this like wide pan uh, back of him like waving down, showing the how small he looks. Yeah, yeah, like actually how hard it would be to see someone out there like that, and and uh, I don't know. Yeah, this I don't know. I I, I think it's completely deserved. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no I thought he was deserving. I just wasn't sure if he might have gotten overlooked, but based off a bunch of other uh, more prominent performances, because he's only in a few scenes. But uh, he uh, he actually he had to like scenes. do something. Yeah, you know, like, like he was. There's something like theatrical about it. Like he almost feels like a like a theater performer, not like a, not like a TV show or movie type feel. It's like. There's something over the top about it that I really, really enjoy. And, uh, you know, what's Donald, this pirate's character's name? Salador San. Salador San. Yeah. I don't know. Their, like, their back and forth was amazing. You know, like, oh, great. Just two, two characters going back, like, just going at it. And, and, like, he almost, okay. like, I was thinking about him for the, the like, the character. Yeah, like oh well, you drank with me at four, or I drank with you at four of your or four of mine, or what was the what? What was? Yeah, he said you say that he got married. You drank with me at my wedding, and he goes, yeah, and you drank with me at four of mine. So Uh, Davos has come to four. So this, (laughs) okay, because I I didn't get it was like I I I had it I think reversed. I'm like, wait, Davos has gotten married four times, and this pirate's gotten married once. I'm like, yo, no way! Like this has to be the other way around. Okay, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, but he's like, but you don't ask him for fucking favors, do you? And he's like, come on, man, please. And just take me to Dragonstone, man. Um, Isn't that all? Isn't that all he asked for? Was just to take him to Dragonstone? Yeah. That was all. (laughs) I said, bring. He's like, I have no interest in being burned at the stake. By your uh, by your little fire goddess over there. Yeah, if like, Yo, what the fuck? If you kill her, you'll get burned. If you don't, you'll get burned. You know, or whatever. Like he's like, um, if you succeed, you burn. <laughs> if you fail, you burn. Like uh, there's there's no way around it. You're gonna die by fire if you try to kill Melisandre. And man, uh, yeah, you're right about it being theatrical. Like the his like. The pirates quarters, like his little room, like was so yeah. in his outfit, the like cheetah print on his chair, like yeah. every everything, like oh man, it was so so good. He's like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take your nuts and and hang them up and and have them displayed for your widow or something like something like right. that. Like what the what was that? Like damn, dude. Like yeah, I know what a theatrical like a play up there. scene. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, when you are dead, line. oh sorry, yeah. 
I will gather your bones. Oh, gather your bones in a little sack and let your widow wear them around their neck. I thought he said ball sack. I thought he was referring yeah, to his, his, his balls. Never mind. Just his bones in a sack. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I love that though. That's funny. Uh, I guess his balls wouldn't survive him being burned. So it would just be his bones and ash. Bones. And yeah. okay. I see now. Oh, damn. Even, fun. ooh. Um, but, okay. uh, Nevertheless, we'll continue the storyline and go to the the one scene in Dragonstone, uh, where King Stannis Baratheon's shattered forces regroup after being totally destroyed in the Battle of Blackwater, and Davos returns and finds Stannis, Stannis despondent. You know, uh, he's not doing good. He's just sitting in the chamber of the painted table alone with Melisandre, and uh, Davos is like, uh, yo, um... So we're burning prisoners now, huh? Does that sound like it's a cool, good, good move? You like that? You're down for that? That's, that's what you want to do? And he's like, uh, man, I don't know anymore. Just doing it, man. I don't give a fuck. I listen to her, man. I, I'm truly lost. I'm gone. I don't yep. exist anymore. Yep. It's like, well, you gave, you know, I was, and she spells it out for him too. You know, that this is, you can tell that this is how she's been spending it to Stannis the whole time as like, well, if I was there, I could have put out that fire and all of your men would have, I could have given them more power or something, you know, like she, she probably was like, I could have given them more power from that fire and you would have won even easier sort of thing. And you could hand to the king um, right now and Stannis would yeah. be king and ah, mm-hmm. all this. And so uh, it's, it's, the blame has been put solely on Davos, you know, for the loss and that it, it gives, it gives Melisandre a way for Stannis to continue still, you know, like right. there, there, it's just this one guy that to blame now, not the loss of, you know, the massive loss that you have suffered. It, it's right. just this one guy that, you know, that you can blame now. And, and it's so sad, you know, like, I don't know. It would be interesting to see Melisandre actually be at that battle of black. Like what could she have done actually with the wildfire there? Um, and I, I don't know. I think this, I think she I might think she be right. Done something, but not a lot. I think she could have just put the fire out. Like right. honestly, is like what she would have done. I don't think it would have been like a. Now I use the power of, or the power no, of yeah. the fire right. and oh maybe well, she just sends it back to them or something like explosion. that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a giant fucking explosion. Not a lot you can do in the second it takes for something to explode. You know what I'm saying? I guess you're right. So many people still would have died. So, yeah. like, even if she was there, like, she she's still just spinning it. As, yeah, I guess she's. Just, oh yeah. yeah. I, uh, poor Stannis, man. That that's like, like she, this rewatch. That's all I felt. Man, that's, dude, that's just so sad. Just, uh, I know. Man. It's a sad sack of a man at this point, but uh, you know, uh, she, when she's like, "I'm not your enemy," and Davos was like, "You are my enemy." Like, I'm. I am certain of that. You're, you're, I, I don't go burning people or judging people for the gods they worship. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, and, you know, she says, you know, if I was there, I could have saved everyone. I, I could have, uh, prevented all those men from burning, including your own son. And Davos was like, cool, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Uh, draws a knife, charges at her, uh, but is restrained by the guards and Stannis orders to put him in the dungeon and thus begins another one of my favorite storylines in this show, uh, him learning to read from Stannis's daughter. I don't know if you remember that. That's a real cute storyline. Um, That's right. Oh, okay, yeah. And then inevitably, Davos is such a cool character, dude. Yeah. I love Davos. I, I'll, I'll always love me some Davos, man. He's a he's a good he's a great character and a good guy. One of the very few just genuinely good people 
in the uh in the entirety of the seven kingdoms but uh that concludes the story of dragonstone and i had to give liam cunningham for uh, davos oh, yeah. no that's nice no he's definitely well deserved he he owned this episode i felt like because he yeah. just actually had to do physical and like yeah he was actually like stress he situation yeah. he's like performance very stood many out different, in a very yeah. genuine and uh particular way and i, I really enjoyed it but um uh, after that, we head to Heron Hall in the Riverlands, where the morale of King Rob's army is not doing well. You know, the men want to fight. I want to fight. And I fear that we're not going to find one here. Uh, the The Battle of Oxcross was months ago. They haven't done anything. Uh, Lannisters beat Stannis, and there's a new alliance with the Tyrells, and everything's just it, bad news, bad news, bad news. Nothing's going well right now. Uh to defeat their enemy. He's like, yeah, I've won every battle I've ever fought, but the Lannisters, they don't want to face me head on anymore. Like there's no, there's no battles to fight. They're avoiding me. Like they're, that's how they're winning right now is simply by not fighting at all. Like they're going to make me storm King's landing in order to win this battle. And, uh, man, yeah, I don't know. They see like I guess it was it was two hundred men slaughtered here at Heron Hall is what they say. Two hundred Northmen slaughtered Northmen. like sheep. And then there was a bannerman of, of House Tully there, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the leader? Like or, or like the or I guess the just the banner what is uh, uh the leader is, of his house. Leader of the yeah, leader of the house. So uh of, of man, whatever house was a bannerman of the Tullys. Like he's not he's not like so does, Tully or anything. Is that their way of saying that like the Riverlands are already, like, because if, if the Riverlands are controlled by House Tully, I guess this one guy is just dead. Maybe not, like, all of House Tully's gone or whatever. But well, like, he's also, he's, uh, like, there's a chance that this house saw fit to just go ahead and aid on their own because they were right there. And they were like, yeah, sure, like, there's a massacre happening. Might as well try to mm-hmm. stop it. Uh um, Man, and it, I don't know, it is sad that even through that, like, C- Catelyn sees, you know, the Bannerman, she's like, oh my god, like, that's, that's, my that's so sad, dead. but then Rob's still just like, well, find her a cell, you know, like, lock find her, her a room that will serve as a cell, and Talisa being like, that's your mom, and she's like, he's like, she freed Jamie Lannister, man, I really have no choice, I already married you, which nobody likes, I gotta keep doing this, you know, uh, I can't keep taking it easy. Yeah, that's that is tough, but I don't know. Right, right in here you get a. Uh, how long does does Kyber Ky, Kyber isn't it Kyber Maester Kyber? Yeah, how how long does he last? Season is, eight, episode five. Yeah, he, he he dies at the very yeah, like uh, wow. So another very long last. He has the here. funniest and most uneventful death in the show, which is really really awesome. Uh, how does he die? So Cersei, so uh, <laughs> Cersei, the Mountain, and Kyburn are all walking down the stairs while Daenerys is burning down the city, and Cersei and Kyburn uh, are walking when the Mountain decides to stop because he sees the Hound, uh, and okay. and mm-hmm. Kyburn's like, "You fool! Protect your queen! Protect your!" And then the Mountain shoves his head against a wall right. and then throws him down the stairs. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh man, 
just, ah. yeah, very funny stuff. he's a sick fuck so i was like it was like yeah. fuck yeah thank god uh <laughs> dang wow but uh, and then that's wow. when Cersei just kind of like walks away i don't know if you remember that she just like kind of walks out of the frame like Go i'll let y'all get out of here do this. Yep, yep, <laughs> probably not a good thing for me to stay for so yeah but uh <laughs> Regardless, uh, this is when they find Kyburn here, and uh, they, they go ahead and try to heal him. But uh, there's not there's not much left to heal. Yeah, was, yeah, what does he even say anything, or is it just yeah, like, oh, this dude's awake now? Yeah, they're um, like, uh, you're lucky you've survived, and he looks around and he goes, lucky, like, and that's it. Yeah, like he's that. like, oh, am I? I don't <laughs> feel it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty simple scene. He has a lot more interaction in the oh. episodes to come. Wait a minute, he's the ma- what was he like before? Was he he was a prisoner or was he the maester? Uh, no, because why would he be? So he was like might have been the maester at Heron Hall. But why would he be like tied up? He's like tied up as like a. Like, with all the Northmen, you know, why would they? Well, th- there's also the fact that uh, Hall was a place where they were holding, uh, Lannisters were holding a bunch of prisoners, and he w- he's actually a disgraced maester. He's not a maester by any laws at all. Um, oh, okay. Because he got his chains taken away because of his experimental procedures. That's right. Um Okay, so maybe they were just like... He could have right, just been a prisoner that they decided to sl- like just leave there and not fuck mm. with. Um, interesting yeah no like there's a couple things in this episode particularly that scene where I'm like why are they there and Kyburn is one of them and uh, the Tully Bannerman I have no idea why he's there um, I hmm. couldn't I, I don't just kind of yeah, like alright fuck it because yeah, he's like Cer- like he ends up with Cersei like in that King's Landing and like that that's like what it's very interesting that he that that he's here first, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how he gets there again because I remember he's the one who like uh fixes Jamie Lannister's wound whenever it comes time for that. Um whenever he He's cuts the one who like resurrects himself. the mountain, right? Yeah. Like as a zombie. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like I don't know, he does some like pretty big things. And like, I cannot remember how he gets there for the life of me. But uh hmm. Wow. That'll be a fun one to watch unfold, because I can't remember one bit. But uh any hoozle, we are next, and finally, this is the last one, in Astapor, where Daenerys' Daenerys's ships are arriving yes. at the city in Slaver's Bay after leaving Karth. Uh, Daenerys' dragons are continuing to grow very fast. Uh, they're, they're flying around. That shot where he like threw the, threw the fish in the air, burnt it, and ate it all in one fell swoop. Very, very cool. Um, Daenerys is power hungry though. Like from the start, everything she says this episode and all of her like face, like fate, like emotion, everything. Like your dragons are growing. You know, she's like not fast enough. I need an army. You know, she's Mm -hmm. like she's on it. Like I don't know. I don't know why we were ever in the mindset of like that. She was this cute, innocent. You know all loving you know like she's like she does good and she wants to do good but if you get in her way she'll fuck you up yeah she yeah. she will she'll kill like she will kill you well and that's and, the thing is that like we always assumed that anyone who was standing in her way was wrong was the bad guy 
Like, uh, mm. so it was like, fuck yeah, do whatever you want to get there. You know, like if they, if That's they're true. not, if, if they're fucking you over, they're wrong, you know? Um, and then it comes to a point where the people keep, you know, we, we get back to when it comes season eight, you know, and she, she arrives at Winterfell and everyone's afraid of her and everyone, nobody's welcoming her. No one's excited to see her after the battle of Winterfell. Everyone's like Jon Snow, Jon Snow, Jon Snow. Wow. What a fucking badass he is. Have you ever seen a man ride a dragon? Wow. Uh, and, uh, uh yeah, it's... and she's like, wow, y'all really hate me. Guess I'm gonna give you a reason to hate me. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Y'all are gonna hate um, me anyway. Oh, Fuck she it. does. No, but like it's it's very like she is like Jorah's in her ear, like telling her like you will only get a great Kalasar if you are powerful yourself. Like that's the only way that you you like can be seen in their eyes as strong. That's all they see is power. So like even her advisor right now is telling her like you need power you need to be strong seen as powerful that's the, your only path um and i don't know it's she's i don't know that's like that's all she's been that's all she knows you know right now she has dragon she has the means to do so she's getting an army she's like um she's moving fast and her hair is growing in braids every episode mm -hmm. uh, and yep. i love to watch the progression of just the more and more braids that she gets that's um, pretty impressive she's uh i love daenerys man a wonderful character uh but uh you know they arrive they arrive at astapor and she notes that they are still not big enough to use as a uh, the dragons are not still not big enough to use as weapons of war to invade westeros with and that she needs an army and sir jor is like well you're not going to find a better army than uh the uh the unsullied that's going to be really really that's going to be really strong and Daenerys is like they are slave they're a slave army um so She's like what does that make me if yeah, I'm, the, if the I distinction know. is very important to me and uh and Jorah says you know they have do you she's like you got any any other ideas as to where you might be able to find an army do you have just let me know because mm. if you do cool but mm. do you nope looks like we're stopping off with the uh the unsullied yep and, uh, and I love when they get here, like, I've been waiting for my character to get to this scene, because I've, I really think Danny is the character for this episode, because mm -hmm. she speaks Valyrian, and she knows everything that is being said right now, she knows that she's being played uh, completely, like, and, and on first watch, you know she speaks, speak, like, speaks Valyrian, but it kind of, it was over my head that she could understand them. Like, it mm -hmm. was a shock that she understood them the whole time whenever she unveiled, you know, eventually, and like, you know, whatever. Like, it's not hitting me right now, first watch, but now I'm, like, thinking about it. Like, you can see in her eyes, she's, like, while they're talking, she's, like, listening in. Yeah. You know, like, you can fully tell in Jorah, uh, someone who doesn't, he doesn't speak Valyrian, right? I'm assuming not. Yeah. Um he he's just looking off in the distance like someone would if they're hearing a foreign language but danny is like she's looking down and like paying attention you can you can just tell that her focus is is trying to hear the english and the valyrian at the same time and hear how she's being played and the sick twisted stuff that the dude's saying in valyrian at the same time you know it's like so she's having to really focus hard um hmm. and it's i don't know it's it's just really cool watching her through that the whole time Right. Um, 
and it's I don't know it's it's like perfect that she speaks you know like it's the perfect situation that she she speaks Valerian they see her as a I guess like do they know that she's Daenerys or they just see her as some westerner like I think they don't they don't uh, even know who Daenerys is they probably know that the Targaryen name and stuff and that she has dragons and all that, but I think they're probably just assuming that there's no way that this last of the Targaryens has any connection to their Valyrian past. So like, mm. that's just, I, I, I don't know. They were just speaking. I, okay. It's just a very, I guess it's, it's because in my head, I know Daenerys speaks Valyrian. So it's like, I, it's very easy for me to be like, well, she's a Targaryen. She might speak Valyrian. Maybe we, well, and there's also this yeah. this aspect of Krasnus, the uh, the owner of the Unsullied, who like you, he's not a good guy. Uh, you got to right. assume that he is also looking down on Daenerys as a woman. Uh, True. She he probably just assumes she can't speak his language and has a translator. If like there, that's the other thing. If Krasnus goes, do you speak Valyrian? And she responds, maybe this whole thing plays out differently. You know, maybe she has to, mm. maybe she can't play like that. He just yeah. assumes that she can't speak Valyrian and it comes back around to fuck him over. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. I don't know. I, I love, like, it's it's sad to see, you know, like, and hear the stories of the Unsullied. And, like, it's interesting Ooh. to, Ooh. if they are real or not, you know? Like, I'd assume, like, he kind of is like, because he doesn't say the story of the unsullied like at all you know he's just like uh whatever you know i just want to get it's hot you know just get it to get this over with like tell them tell them the story of the unsullied so like is is it just is this the marketing story that they tell everybody or is this like actually no, i believe it training? because i mean they really don't fear anything like these these men are are kind of like they are like that it makes sense if this no is, yeah like i, I fully i fully so, buy it uh Okay. Cause they I really think they kill only, the baby. They translate like, things for us every once in a while when they want to emphasize that he, that Missande is saying something else to make it sound better. Uh, if, if they don't uh, show us what he's saying, I think it's what he's saying. Like they are, they are just being straight okay. up about it. Um. Oh, he but, says uh, no truly. Okay. No, he literally tells her no truly tell her. And then messengers are not men. Yeah, and she gets into it. So he actually just straight up tells him, like, no, tell him the truth. And he is just saying it straight up. Yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, trained, I don't know. Trained for they, battle at the age of five. Only one in four recruits survives the training. Uh, also like demonstrates the that they do, not, they do not fear pain or death. Yeah. Uh, slices off one of their nipples. Uh, and, you know, uh, he, he thanks him for the opportunity to serve wow oh must serve velardo hyrus dang man it's so like it's like if if the 300 spartans were 8,000 strong or is he only had he has 8,000 to sell is that all of them or does he have more that he's keeping for himself too i'm not sure um, i can't remember i i believe he has more than that but he only has 8,000 to sell and then she, ends she up takes all, all of them anyway. she takes yeah she takes all of them at the end of this yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know if it was just 8,000 or, or, uh, cause that's, that's still a lot, you know, if that is the total number. But like, I, I felt like it was 
maybe like she gained more um at the end of it but uh i don't know she i love the the realization of like whenever she's like oh they they kill a baby right in front of the mother and then gold is given for retribution so he's like you really kill babies and then you pay the mother in gold for that and they're like oh we don't even pay the mother oh yeah we pay the the owner of of that mother and then she's like oh she's like okay um i know what i must do now yeah Um, Yeah. (laughs) she's like i'm daenerys targaryen yeah i'll figure this out i'll go ahead and do something about this later (laughs) uh and uh on their way back to their ship uh Jorah urges Daenerys, you know, you should, you know, we should do this. Uh, they'll, do you think they'll have a better life under you or under Krasnus? You know, like this is not, I don't think there's much of a debate here. You ought to go for it regardless of what the method is. Um, and Daenerys is distracted by a child following her and Jorah and neither noticed a hooded black cloak, cloaked figure, uh, following them armed with a dagger. And the child keeps running away and then, like, turning around and be like, hee hee, hi. And then running away and turning around and be like, hee hee, hi. And then uh, the child offers a gift to Daenerys, a wooden ball, and she rolls it to her. But as she picks it up, the hooded stranger knocks it out of her hands. Sir Jorah grabs the guy, and their struggle knocks Daenerys to the ground, where, to her horror, the ball cracks in half, and a manticore emerges to attack. Nice little Game of Thrones scorpion. Uh, nice manticore manticore okay Uh, but before the creature can harm daenerys with its lethal sting and this thing moves quick uh the stranger impales it with his dagger and charges at the child who hisses bearing teeth and blue lips reminiscent of the warlocks of karth and okay disappears yep just okay Jumps into the they, water and then, and then, like, and then shows back up at the top of the ledge just to, like, sh- show that it's a warlock and then walks away. And it's yeah, like, like, what's up, bitch? Dog. You can't escape me. And then, funnily enough, like, we never see this. Yep. That's we it. never see the warlocks again. That's this it. is it. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> they'll be back, and then they're never back. I think uh, it, this is, like, why Danny is earning the character for this episode for me is because she, she, like, learns a whole lot here. She goes through a lot of of lessons learned here in this moment she's right. she's like oh well okay um i need an army um i still need you know so she's power hungry a little bit uh still you know i need an army now whatever blah 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 um like okay well what does this make me you know like she actually is thinking of the the slavery aspect she's like well if i own a bunch of slaves then i am a slave you know that makes me a slave owner so she's thinking of that aspect as well even in her power hungriness so like she's still you know, doing good. Um, but then, um, I guess, what, what uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, oh no, and then, uh, yeah, she gets attacked um, by an, an other force, you know, not even involved in the current situation that she's in right now. And then uh, she has to deal with that, you know, like deal with being like, oh, I was almost assassinated again. Mm. And then immediately right after that, she's like, like honored as like, I would be honored to join your Queens guard by Barristan Selmy. And then given like the power again, like feeling of, of queen, you know, so like she goes through the biggest roller coaster of emotions here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's super formative on like everything is just super formative on 
who she ends up being. And it makes yeah. sense, like, who she ends up being because of what happens to her. It's not out of left field that she burns down King's Landing, really. Mm. Um, so... No, yeah, this is, uh, this actually earns my favorite scene, the, uh, the return of Barristan Selmy here. I absolutely adored it as he, uh, as she turns to see him and the man addresses her as his queen, my queen. And he removes his hood and she asks if Jorah knows the man. And uh, Jorah's like, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely do. This guy's, uh, he's one of the best and best fighters in all the seven kingdoms. Uh, like this guy's a badass, uh, and Sir Barristan Selmy greets greets her. He uh, Jorah states that he was the Lord Commander of Robert Baratheon's Kingsguard, and uh, Barristan, falling to his knees, says, uh, "I, after Robert's death and dismissal by Joffrey, I had mm. one goal, and it was to find my way back to you, to beg for your forgiveness, and serve in your Queen's Guard." And Hell he hopes yeah. to make amends for failing the House Targaryen during uh during and after Robert's Rebellion. This and, right uh, here was my line that I mm. went with. I mean it was the last line. It, it's easy to go with the last line of the episode, but it came from Barristan Selmy. And uh you know, I almost went with um Nurse being like, You know this man, and Jorah was like <laughs> Yeah, I do. That's one of the greatest swordsmen in all of Westeros right there. Um, But the line I'm actually going with is, uh, I was sworn to protect your family. I failed them. I embarrassed and sell me. King's guard to your father. Allow me to join your queen's guard. I will not fail you again. You know, and it was just like, and then it shows Daenerys, you know, just uh, like all in her glory as well. You know, it's like such a, like, oh, man, like... Such a nice moment. You know, Barrison gets humiliated in front of everyone mm. at, for being, like, one of the goats, you know, in King's Landing. And now he's, he's like, you know, let I want to do this now. Like, he's, right. he's motivated. And uh, that man motivated? Scary. Don't get in his way. Yeah, don't yeah. get in his way. Yeah, no, it's funny. We actually, we kind of had an inverse thing going on where my favorite scene had your favorite line and your favorite scene had my favorite line. Which uh-huh. I think is funny. Wow. Uh, well, love I guess kind of the same thing. That's like kind that. of what I use line for, honestly, is like another scene that I can yeah, throw in. Pay there. homage to another um, scene I really yeah. like. That's how I do um, it too. <laughs> so, um, but no, unless I, I, a line is just that strong. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess most. Yeah, some I think my, most that, my that other concludes lines the just, episode and leaves us with a rating. I guess. Yeah, we are there. Ooh, okay. Um, this one is. I think, well, let's just start with enjoyment. I, I don't want to just get the yeah right. Forward, I guess let's let's just let, let's do our thing. Um, enjoyment wise, I'm pretty pretty high on this. It's not like uh, not like jaw dropping or anything. Nothing that's like whoa. It's one of my favorite episodes ever. No, it was a damn good episode, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I find myself sitting somewhere around an eight five, eight seven yeah. five. You know, yeah, eight five was the floor. Um, I'm like. It is Good Thrones season premiere. You know they're getting everything. Every you know they got to they got to remind everyone of what happened previously last season a little bit. You know have some catch up and then also start the season out. So it's like they got to do a lot of stuff and you can't can't do a lot of flashy things necessarily mm-hmm. this episode. Um, but for an episode of Thrones, I'm like yeah no this this was still firing on all cylinders. I'm loving it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was around like eight, eight, seven. I don't think I was at a nine. So I was like eight, five no. or eight, seven, five. No, um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think, uh, I think we ought to give it the, give it the little bump eight, seven, five. I think that's fair. Um, 
Okay. I think it's a good, it was a good season three premiere. And it's funny, you know, get just, just a few weeks ago, looking at like the end premiere, I think we gave that an 875 in enjoyment too. And I, I think honestly, I'm, yeah, I think I like this about as much as the season three premiere of The Mandalorian. I think it's similar footing. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it's going to be easier just to enjoy Star Wars flat out. Yeah. Um, automatically there. Uh, yeah. That, that, uh, oh, wow. I didn't, that makes a whole lot of sense, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, genre wise, know, easy 10. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say at first, but I'm like, ah, let's let's stick with enjoyment first. But yeah, no, man, you get uh, you get everywhere. You get all the politics. You get everything you want out of Thrones. You get everything you want out of. The, you get an assassination attempt. You get the politics. You get the you get the family drama. The intrigue. It's all dragons all are getting a little bigger. You know the yeah. little the little thing you mentioned of the fish in the mm. air throw up, burn, eat all in one. That was just badass. So cool. Um, and, John Snow beyond the wall. Fuck yeah. Mm. White yeah. Walker action a little bit. True. True. Burn it. Yeah, uh, dude's holding his own head uh, mm-hmm. beyond the wall uh, to scare Sa- scare Samwell. Some pretty uh, Game of Thrones ass shit, man. Pretty so, strong. Yeah. I think think Reddit's in there. It's going to be hard for that, that to dip. Um, but, okay. Now, critically is interesting because performance-wise, I feel like the main characters, they know what they're doing now. Like, their performances are are just strong, and they, they will be. Um, so that that's pretty easy. And, and they, they visually, like, this is, they did well. This There are a lot of very beautiful, you know, like our Davos waking up, uh, mm. Tywin, the, the light coming in on him through, like, the, I don't know. Shades, yeah. Yeah, like, it was, was nice looking. Uh, Sansa looking out onto the ocean. Mm. Um, Daenerys. The, the image of Daenerys pulling up on Astapor, like the, oh, the visual God, effects there are yeah. pretty. Like, I like that the visual effects aren't like uber realistic and they add to like the fantasy ass yeah. type mm-hmm. of feel that they've got going on in Astapor, which I really enjoy. Yeah, because it's like, we're not on Earth, you know? It's like, this, is, this isn't like, yeah, the clouds you see and the mountains in the background, it's like, you never see that on Earth. Like, mm-hmm. ever, like, these clouds sort of thing. It's, like, you see, like, yellow, like, glowing yellow, like, super, yeah, they're super fantasy-like. Um, and it's, you see in the background is, like, it's darker uh, where mm-hmm. Daenerys is coming from. Like, she's kind of bringing the storm yeah, with her, yeah. like, Stormborn, you know? It's, like, I don't know, it's just, it's so, it doesn't matter, but it's it just adds to the fantasy. You know, even if it's not on purpose, I don't care. It's like it just it makes you think of it like that. Um Daenerys Stormborn. But Love it. Yeah, I guess um in storytelling wise, you know, they, they hit everywhere. Um it I guess pretty solid writing, some great dialogue. You know, there was never a dialogue choice that I went ah. That's that's bothersome. It wasn't. It was very good. Um, hmm. All in all, I'm pretty. I'm pretty fucking satisfied with this one. I wouldn't yeah, say it's think, uh, like. What do they do wrong? It, it wasn't. I'm not at a ten. I no, know, not by any means. What I'm saying. Uh, uh-huh. Around a nine, though. Like. Yeah. Uh, that's where I'm floating. I don't think it can go much lower. Eight seven five would be like the floor, but that's still on. Uh, it feels a little wrong i don't know i feel maybe just nine is right actually yeah i think so okay well if we give it a nine uh that averages the episode out to a nine two five 
um, which puts it on the same level as, let's see, What is Dead May Never Die, episode 3 last season. Um, and is that it? That looks like that's the only other 925. All right. Average-wise, so... Um, I mean, a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of 9, yeah, 933 was the season uh, premiere last season, actually, was the average. Um, We gave it a 9 enjoyment, 10 genre, 9 critical. Um, So a little bit more enjoyable last season, just barely. So basically the same as last season, which makes a lot. Um, I think that makes sense, though. We're coming off the death of Ned Stark and Daenerys, you know, like, being the mother. Like, we're coming off some some huge stuff, like, like last, like, a off-season one. So it makes sense that we're, like, enjoying that just a little bit more, you know, maybe. I'm intrigued. Uh, so this was the fourth of five episodes Daniel Minahan directed. Um, he directed seasons season one, episodes six, seven, and eight which all did pretty fucking well, if I remember correctly. They all did all right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And his last episode is next week. Yeah, 6, 7, 8 got a a 9 critically, 9, 2, 5, and a 9, 5. So they just kept getting that little bump better every time time that he kept going, so... Pretty good, um, pretty good director. And his his last episode for the whole show, direction-wise, is next week in uh, Dark, uh, Dark Wings, Dark Words. Mm. I, I can't believe we're already happened. three fucking se- like we're already on season three in this uh, fucking rewatch, man. It's kind of crazy. Whoa, um, man, I I don't know. I, it felt like we just like started. Like I don't know. It's it, it felt slow at first. Whenever I was starting on season one, like every week, I'm, I was kind of moving. waiting. I was waiting to get like to the next Thrones episode, but now I'm kind of like, man, I'm I'm kind of moving now. I'm, I don't going. know. Like, we just keep yeah, going, like, dude. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a nice pace. One it one is. episode a week. It's it's very nice just to get it like that, and not binge it to oh, sit. Like it almost like it's so strange because it doesn't even feel like I don't even feel like I'm actually rewatching it, even though I am. Like it's just kind of like I revisit an yeah. episode of Thrones a week. I wouldn't say I'm. You're right. Watching Game of Thrones, which is interesting. That's fair. Yeah, that that is fair. It's it is kind of like where now where in the timeline am I now? You know, yeah. like now let me just I'm kind of just building the the Thrones timeline more than anything. This rewatch, right? Uh, and just and then picking up on like, oh wow, this actor did a really good job here. Like that I didn't notice before is really yeah. Kind no, of- it's a it's a great way to appreciate every little story choice, every little storyline. I've really really enjoyed it, and I shit man season three out of eight has begun which is uh pretty pretty fucking cool um we're doing hitting hitting the ground running with season three it was a great way to start the season but uh with that i think we will conclude this episode of winter is blooming if you would head to patreon.com slash patriot uh <laughs> patreon.com slash penny bloom pod not patreon pod uh Patreon.com slash PennyBloomPod. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any unless it's over there. Um, and uh, that's uh, just tons of content. Uh, book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, all sorts of shit. Uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods came out this weekend. I'll probably go see that, shamefully, and review it over there. Um, that'll be on patreon.com slash pennybloompod if you would. 
Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And if you were fucking with me and Joe, remember to leave a five star rate and review uh, wherever you might be listening. It would be greatly appreciated. And uh, we are still watching The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch on Wednesdays. We got uh, season three, episode four of The Mandalorian, marking the halfway point in season three next week or this week. Um, we are also coming close to finishing the Bad Batch. It will be season two, episode 14, uh, this week. That's, that's, it'll be a big Wednesday for us. On Friday, we are continuing our comic book journey through film. Last week was Batman Forever, and we were joined by my friend Michael Mealberger, our friend Michael Mealberger. That was a great episode. Strongly recommend you go listen to that. But this week, we are continuing the Joel Schumacher Batman flicks with Batman and Robin, where we will be joined by Claire DeGenero. Uh, very wonderful, wonderful conversation we had with her, and it was such a great podcast, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, that's a very fun one. So be sure to revisit that movie before Friday. Come back and listen, because uh, it's fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll be back for Game of Thrones Season 3, Episode 2 next week. We're just going to keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us, Episode 7 through 9, ought to be coming out sometime this week. Not not for sure. Might be this week, might be next week. We'll see. Um. But that's coming soon, uh, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And I want to fight for the side that fights for the living.